Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the world's least favourite podcast, Having a Nutter, with um, myself, uh, Simon Albert Joseph Robinson. Also with me is David Silito. Yeah, my, Michael's the middle name, just in case you were wondering. And Samuel Higgins. Hello, it's James for me. So if you want to call me by the middle name, that's fine. But I won't recommend it because I won't answer to it. All right. And um, finally, uh, Jane Rappin. No middle name for me. Just plain Jane. I know. Juliet doesn't have a, have a, a middle name. And, and I regularly joke that means that her parents didn't love her very much. <laughs> so <laughs> does that does that accurately describe your parental relationship, Jane? Or is mm. should we not read too much into the lack of middle name? Is it a lack yeah. of imagination, perhaps? Rather Maybe lack, lack of, of imagination, but more likely probably that they felt that Jane was just... Awesome enough on its own, really. Yeah, I and mean, they've gone with the shortest possible <laughs> name, almost. Yeah, you can't even shorten it. Name. It would have been good. I always think a comedy middle name, like if they'd called you Bernard or something, like Jane Bernard Rappin, that would be... Or Albert. I'll, well, I'm called Albert. Yeah. I oh, know, oh, yeah, yeah. So, so what, you, what you've accidentally done there has made me look like an idiot. See that could see the cogs turning in uh, Mr. Silito's brain there. Need to get Albert <laughs> in, need to get Albert in. <laughs> Everyone had a good week. Yes, I was very disappointed to see the snow yesterday. I'm just fed up of snow now. It looks nice, but it means they can't finish off my house. I don't like about snow. The feel of it and the noise of it when you walk on it in shoes. I like the noise when you walk on it. it. Feel of it. I've never enjoyed it. And I don't understand people who do enjoy it. Because why would you want to go out? It's freezing. It's wet through. Totally. I don't see any enjoyment whatsoever. I agree with Sam. I came in and my the bottom of my jeans were were wet. My it had leaked into my shoes somehow. My socks were wet. I took them off. I made a mess on the floor with my feet. And, I th- and then it's like, ah, oh, God, this is pointless. Why did I even go out? So I hate it. Have you been wearing bell-bottom jeans and sandals with socks again? <laughs> yeah. Like uh, um, a from the 70s. Yeah, I'm never going to stop. I'm always going to wear those. I don't care what the weather is. So this week, um, this is this is a case, and it's called Austin v A1M Retro Classics Limited. And this is a, this is a this is a pretty this is a tribunal case. And, and I think the basic summary is that the complainant complained about his boss on on Facebook. And was 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 dismissed, and then um, well, why don't, why doesn't somebody take it from there? Who wants to tell our eager listener what happened? Uh, I don't mind taking this one. So uh, the claimant in this one was a uh, paint sprayer for the respondent company. Now the claimant and the respondent's managing director had an argument about some work-related things. Um, I think it was specifically about some work that had been recently undertaken by the uh, respondent. Uh, The claimant said a lot of things needed sorting out in the company. Now the managing director became somewhat agitated. uh, Pausing there, Sam. Could always shorten managing director to MD just for the sake of brevity. Of course, of course. Managing director. Just for anybody who. didn't follow that. MD stands for Managing Director. Thanks, Dave. Because what's important is that not only do we do abbreviate to save time, but then we explain the abbreviations so people aren't left behind. Yeah. yeah. Eternally grateful for that, I think. And I think the listener 
is as well. Um, so the MD uh, became somewhat agitated <laughs> at this argument and said that the he said that the claimant had no respect for people and told him that he could not work on his own initiative. So then the MD started shouting uh, at the claimant, and then he ended the conversation rather abruptly and left the meeting. So that evening, uh, the claimant went on Facebook and posted about the way he felt after the argument. Now, the post said, I don't think I'm a bad person, but I don't think I've ever felt so low in my life after my boss's comments today. Then, once he posted that, uh, there were other people which commented on the claimant's post, and in the words of the uh, judge, some of those comments were appropriate and some of them were not. Now, one of the comments that was put on the claimant's post was actually a homophobic slur towards the MD, and another comment actually urged the claimant to punch the MD in the face. Um, so the MD heard about this. He dismissed the claimant. Now, uh, his reasons for doing so uh, was in relation to what he described as a breach of the respondent's social media policy and the fact that the claimant's conduct had damaged the business. The MD also said that there had been a number of disputes which had taken place between himself and the claimant, and he actually accused the claimant of bullying behaviour on more than uh, 20 occasions. Following his dismissal, uh, the claimant uh, brought a claim uh, to the tribunal for unfair dismissal. Now, um, in giving its judgment, the tribunal determined that the claimant had not actually violated the respondent's social media policy. And uh, the reason why they made that determination is that the claimant could not actually control the comments that were made by others on his post. Now, in referring to the investigation that was carried out by the MD uh, when he became aware of the, um, the post in question, uh, the judge said, and I'm going to quote from the, from the judgment here, he said, As opposed to where else, where else would you quote from? A John Grisham novel, perhaps? I don't, I don't read John Grisham. Otherwise you would. Otherwise, I will. of course, yeah, if I did, then that's the place to go to. Um, so, the, so the judge said the extent of the investigation that appears to have been carried out by the MD was, with respect, minimal. He did not attempt, for example, to find out what the extent of the publication had been, referring to the Facebook post, to see whether it had been made available to the public generally or to what extent it had been made available. The MD made no effort at all to find out anything about the settings which the claimant had and simply assumed a number of things, for example, how big the group was. The MD was challenged in cross-examination as to whether he had taken steps to identify the size of the group to who the remarks were made visible. He said he had, but when he expanded on that answer, it was simply to say that he had asked to make sure that the posts were printed off. He read the information and he noted that he did not know a lot of the people involved. His answer that he did take steps to find out the size of the group because he asked someone else to download the messages simply did not address the question he was asked. I therefore conclude that the investigation of the alleged misconduct was flawed. Uh, he went on further to say... A reasonable employer in similar circumstances would have been careful to check the size of the group and the settings attached to the group. Moreover, if the respondent was attempting a reasonable investigation of this matter, it would have regard to the social media policy itself. 
So uh, in summary, the ET uh, ruled that the claimant had been unfairly dismissed and um, in relation to the dismissal said, this was an employee with a clear employment record and this, and this was a first case of misconduct. If I had accepted the MD's evidence that there had been a string of unchallenged behaviour by the claimant, I would have nonetheless found, as I do on the facts, that a reasonable employer would have sought to moderate the unacceptable behaviour of the employer by issuing a warning or instruction in circumstances where, as I have found, of any reason why the employee would not have moderated his behaviour. So in finding that the claimant was unfairly dismissed, the respondent was ordered to pay £28,560 in compensation. And that was broken down in the form of a basic award of £3,600 and a compensatory award of £24,960. So there you go. What's the lesson well, the lesson um, is twofold. Uh, first, obviously, employees need to ensure that they fully review um, all relevant policies and procedures when we're, when relying on them to dismiss someone for breaching uh, said policies. It, was not, it wasn't enough in this case for the company just to go, oh, you've broken the, the social media policy without going into the full analysis as to what the policy covered. And obviously, uh, before dismissing an employee, um, employers must ensure they've considered all of the factors, including, for example, the employee's previous disciplinary conduct. Because as the judge mentioned, uh, the, the employee seemed to have never put a foot wrong until this point, And it did seem um, like, a, let's put it mildly, an overreaction to dismiss um, for this incident. I thought one of the good lessons was the benefit of having legal representation um, saw that the claimant was uh, uh, was legally represented. Uh, the respondent was represented by um, uh, by a retired human resources officer. So, I, which means I assume they were not acting in a professional capacity. Uh, they were probably a friend of the, the managing uh, director. Um, but uh, the I, I thought there was presumably going to be a good argument on contributory conduct for the claimant, with the claimant having. Uh, been involved in an argument with the MD and then gone home and, and posted ne- negative comments about the business on on Facebook. But um, the tribunal considered those points of of their own um, volition, which which I think is demonstrates there were no arguments put forward in relation um, to that, which is always going to be uh, mean that you're you, you're not in a particularly great position if you haven't put any positive assertions forward on the point. Um, and found that there was no reason to make any reductions for either contributory conduct uh, or, uh, or, or or pulky reductions to, to compensation. Um, I think had the respondent here been legally represented, those arguments perhaps could have been made a bit more forcefully. So, Jane, last week <clears throat> you were very angry about the judgment. Does this judgment make you as angry or... No, no, I like this judgment. This is a good judgment. Okay. Um, is it in your top I, 10? It's in my top 10, actually, yeah. Um, just one line really stood out for me um, where, the, where the tribunal is saying the policy didn't say that the employee had to police the comments of others. And a lot seems to have been placed on, um, well, the MD seems to have placed a lot of weight on that, that he thought that um, the homophobic and threatening comments should have been stopped by the employee. Um, and I think that points to the fact that it's crucial that you must know and understand your policies when you're taking um, employees through the disciplinary process 
And what's what? Yeah, what's the worst thing than not having a policy, Dave? Uh, the the only thing worse than not having a policy. This is my little mantra: is having a policy and not reading or applying it. See, I'd have th- I'd have I'd have thought war crimes were worse than not having a policy, <laughs> but you know, each their own. I mean, I think there's clearly a, there's clearly a breakdown in relationships here, wasn't there? And that's been. Um, this little in- incident that was alleged to be gross misconduct has been relied on by the manager director without um, really a whole lot of thought. Presumably didn't take any advice. Had they taken advice, then possibly they wouldn't have proceeded, but possibly they would have proceeded and framed things in a way that wasn't going to mean that they fell down because they hadn't considered their own policies um, at, a, at a later date. But uh, I, I think it seems to me that the, the two people had fallen out and, and the dismissal was was pushed through, and, and that, that seems to be what the tribunal saw saw as well. So that's another, another great case. We shall see you next week with another edition of Having a Nasser. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Thank you to our listener. Yeah. <laughs>